Alright, Chris. What? What? <laughs> Lead us, take us no, away. I, you okay. do such a good job. Alright, alright, here we are. Welcome everybody. This is Movies for Lunch. Yep, that's what it's called. I knew it all along. And we're here again <laughs> to talk movie news, um, yeah. our personal opinions about movies, stuff about movies. That's that's what we do. And uh, wherever the wind takes us. That's right. Kind of a freewheeling kind of thing. Just three coworkers sitting in a car lunch. Chris has aviators on today. It's there's snow outside and it is brighter than normal and it is hurting my eyes. Yeah. And it's, not want that to distract from quality movie news, so I've protected them. I appreciate that. Well, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> now, with that out of the way, Jason will be leading off with a bit of new movie news. Yeah, I have uh, really just one piece of movie news, and if other people have movie news that they have looked up or movie facts, um, feel free to, to <laughs> throw those in. This is the time. In. This is the segment. I'm going to look this up for Steph. I wanted Steph to watch this. Um, the Black Widow trailer dropped this morning. Oh. I woke up to it. I couldn't believe it. Look how timely we are with our podcast. Breaking news. This is breaking news. I was going to have Steph watch it and judge using her keen trailer judging abilities. Black Widow, that's Scarlett Johansson? It is. Is this going to be a prequel then? Why would you say that? Because she's Spoilers. <laughs> 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 I know <that>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because this is almost certainly... Endgame. You did, yeah, that's true. This is a, this will be a prequel. Well, it'll take place between Captain America Civil War and Avengers Infinity War, I think. While she's on the run. I used to have nothing. Mm. <clears throat> Alright. First reaction, Steph. Don't make high contact. Better not. Don't look at him. Is that weirder that we're not looking at him? Yes. She's very much <laughs> looking she's very yeah. much looking at us. It's like we're both just looking straight ahead. I was looking above his eyes, this so I hope that bothered him. Right as his forehead. <clears throat> trailer uh <laughs> Trailer. <laughs> I almost called Steph trailer. <laughs> Steph, what is your initial reaction to that trailer? trailer? What's your initial Steph Trailer Steph? <laughs> Steph reaction. I thought the very beginning? I was thinking I would see this, and by the end I was like, I won't see this. Oh. Just I, Although, it was good. I don't disagree, actually. I have a couple thoughts, but Chris, do you have anything you want to share? Um, yeah, it looks fine. looks like pretty standard, like, sure middle-of-the-road Marvel movie. Good Marvel movie. So, okay, a couple things I noticed. <clears throat> One, you see uh, Thunderbolt Ross, General Ross... Yes. So that's, it's clearly like, I think it's definitely set between Civil War and Infinity War. He looks real young, though. I know, he looks de-aged, which is weird. So I, I'm not actually sure when this is set, but I'm pretty sure that's when it's set. And she's on the run and goes back to Russia. And this is like her, what she is doing in that time frame uh, before she meets up with Captain America. Uh-huh. The fights, I've heard that there are a lot of fights in this, like hand-to-hand fights, which was my favorite type of combat. Okay. And even that fight that they they showed briefly with her and her sister had a pretty good spot where she's thrown weirdly into the wall, which yeah. looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of this just kind of seems like things we've seen a million times in so many other born or born adjacent movies. Yeah. And it makes me a little worried. 
I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. They have two movie releases next year. It's this and The Eternals, which is coming out in November. This is like their big summer Marvel blockbuster. And it's weird that they're hanging it all on... Which I guess makes sense because Scarlett Johansson's a pretty bankable star, right? Yeah, I feel like people have been like asking for this movie for a long time. Yeah. And asking like why they Why isn't there a Black Widow movie? Yeah. Or why there isn't like isn't a female led no. Marvel movie. Yeah. And um so and I think like David Harbour Yeah, did you catch him in there, Steph? Stranger Things Stranger Dad. Things Dad. Jim Hopper. Jim Stranger Hopper. Things Dad or Cop. Yeah. Both. <laughs> That's what I meant to say the first time, and then he said dad right before I said it. Oh, hate, yeah, I hate that. I'm sorry. Sabotaged you, you but... idiot. I'm <laughs> so sorry. But uh, he looks interesting. I also thought it was funny how, like... And I guess it would be weird if she started doing a Russian accent now, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah. But, like, not even a trace of a Russian accent, and, like, her whole yeah. family is, like, thick Russian accents. Well, she's a spy. Maybe that's why, right? Aren't they all spies? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. <clears throat> Maybe it'll come out when she's... You know, sometimes, you know, you leave the South, you leave England, but then you're around someone like your old friends and that, like, that brogue comes, like, creeping back out. Yeah, yeah. Her accent will come back Maybe halfway throughout the through the movie. Yeah. It's the best arc in the film. Yeah. Tracking it's her accent, accent progression. The journey of her Russian accent. Because even in Iron Man 2, she didn't have one, right? She didn't. She well, she's have... a spy, Chris. Absolutely right. Thank you. Another reason why I don't think this was their plan to have this movie be their like May 2020 release because originally Guardians of the Galaxy three was um, supposed to be their May 2020 what slot. Happened? What did happen? <laughs> well, <clears throat> do you think that came through? I hope so. Do it again, just to make sure. Oh, the clean one. Oh yeah, it's gonna pop on there. In 2018, early 2018, I think I have the timeline right. James Gunn, who directed the first two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, which came out in 14 and 17, there were some old tweets from, like, 2009 where he made some really insensitive jokes, maybe, like, pedophilia. I don't actually know if I ever read the tweets. I don't either. Didn't Did he come out against Trump or something, or did he do something that... He did something to trigger it because of it was some right-wing commentators that found some these trolls. old... drug up these oh. old tweets. And I did think he did say something about Trump, which, like, kind of instigated this. And they were pretty bad. And he hadn't deleted them, which is kind of weird. And Disney fired him from the third Guardians movie. They're like, because people were calling on Disney, hey, you should fire this guy because this is really yeah. really inappropriate. So they did. It's the worst studio to work for if you're going to be a pedophile. Well, he he's not. He was making a joke about, about a pedophile. And maybe we should say that we don't know that's what the joke was. That's true. And... Uh, Per the rules of this podcast, we're not allowed to look up the facts as Chris c can put his phone away. I will. You Sorry. Don't. Yeah, we're going to do this all from the old memory chain. He had an offensive tweet. That I think a something. series of them. But yeah, yeah the point is that there, the tweets led to him being dis dismissed from the movie. But he'd already written the scripts. They were gonna maybe going to use the script, script still. The cast was really mad. Some of them were really outspoken so about it. So most people that weren't just like trolls were mad that Disney had fired him. Yes. They were like, this is you know, this is overkill like you you don't need to fire him because of this. And um, It and, was like 10 years and ago. And it might even be like setting up a weird precedent where people can be... Fired for things they did 10 years ago? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 
that probably lasted for probably I think six to eight months that he was fired and the, the project was kind of in limbo but well, it, it, it had had that release date of and in the meantime he got hired to make Suicide Squad 2 yeah James for, Gunn for DC so a rival uh, comic book movie yes <laughs> that's coming out in 2021 oh okay um they're gonna do a Suicide Squad 2 yes Suicide yeah. Squad it's called The Suicide Squad. <laughs> I suppose to Suicide Squad. And it is technically a direct sequel because there will be some characters reprising like their roles. Yeah. So there will be some characters from the first one. Why would they choose such a plop of a movie to sequel? It actually made quite a bit of money. It was oh. a terrible... It's, it's a complete mess of a movie. But I think they're like, you know, in the right hands, this could be a really great idea. And I am like looking forward to it. Me too. Like his version, James Gunn's version. Well, so some time passed. DC hired him. Marvel came back, and they eventually rehired him to do Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah. So now he's working with both of them. Yes, but because of because of the delay from firing him and him being hired to do Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, it has bumped back Guardians of the Galaxy three from the slate to like, I guess twenty twenty two at the soonest. Really? Well, he's because he said that he wants to finish the Suicide Squad before he starts on Guardians Three, mm. and he probably wouldn't be completely done with that till sometime in 2021. It might be 2023 before we get the third Guardians, which is nine years after the first one. Holy crap! I know. Wow. Well, serves him right, I guess. For... Yeah, not deleting those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I mean, I guess, I wonder how much this like hurts Disney or like messes up Marvel's timeline I think it does only in this where they have this open slot that they have like guarded for years now and it's like the opening the first May weekend is like Marvel's slot now yeah and so they're like what are we going to put in there I don't think they'd put in the Eternals they didn't even they didn't even really start working on anything like Black Widow I think is the first finished movie they would have had in time so that's kind of why it got placed there I think it would have been a dip opened probably in like the fall or something what is the Eternals? Is that some kind of Thor or something? Um, no, but it's very, it's like a very intergalactic, like, yeah. celestial beings. Angelina Jolie's gonna be in it. Yeah, um. and Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah. That's a really big cast. Yeah. Um, I wonder what that will be like. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting. So yeah, uh, Black Widow, it's coming out. It feels like the same tier as, like, Ant-Man to me. That's what I'm saying. Imagine Ant-Man, like, leading the summer... I mean, it will probably make at least $700 million because of the Marvel bump. And I do think Scarlett Johansson kind of brings in, has, like, fans, and that character has fans. But it looks pretty generic. It does look very generic. Rachel Weiss too. She's yeah. It's a, a good cast. But if they have great fights, I don't care. Like, <laughs> Captain America the Winter Soldier also looked pretty generic from the trailers, I had thought at the time. And then I was in that movie theater thinking, this is these are some of the coolest fights I've ever seen. Those were fantastic. Are you seeing this in theaters? Um, not intentionally. Wow. Like if you accidentally ended up <laughs> like there? Like if some, like if people are like, we're going to go see it, or, you know, like... Oh, really? I'd probably see it the following week. Well, you are all over those movie theaters. So. I love movies! <laughs> Steph, are you see this, will you see this in the theaters? Um, may or may not. Uh, Steph well, always likes to keep... Keep it close to the yeah, chest. Well, keep it's it always guessing. Yeah. Uh, the old whether... may or may not. <laughs> Steph, do you have any movie facts for us? I looked up movie facts. 
2019. It gave me a bunch of movie facts from older movies and none of them I had seen. Besides Psycho, which I actually haven't seen. Did you know yeah. Psycho what, uh, the first toilet flush in a movie was in Psycho? Did I did you? I did know that, actually. <laughs> Shoot. It was very risque. It was very... Flushing a toilet on screen? Yes, seeing that. That was the fact that I was, had. That uh, was Steph's movie fact. Oh, that was a great movie fact, Steph. Did you use Here. Google or Bing? I used Google. Oh, good. Sponsored by Google. I have one more thing I wanted to say. Oh, okay. This, uh, we had a, a sometime listener text me to bring up something on mic. A um, sometime listener? For Steph's reaction, real-time reaction. Oh, boy. Steph, it's been brought to my attention that you watched the 2014 film Snowpiercer. <laughs> And were warned when the movie was started that you would probably hate it, and you defiantly stayed. And I and, defiantly and, hated it. <laughs> and 20 minutes in, the the timestamps vary, but 35 to 40-ish minutes later, you left. Is that true? That is true. Wow. Bold allegations. Yeah. And she Spent the whole 30 it. minutes trying to figure out how I could still win. <laughs> <laughs> Because I clearly hated it. <laughs> if I left, then I lost because I hated it, and he told me I was going to hate it. What did you hate if so much I about stayed, it? If I stayed, I had to watch a whole movie that I hated. Well, I'm curious why you were I so did. adamant that you would like the movie. No, I just didn't want to get kicked out. Oh, the, so of, like, of movie you group? Don't know, I won't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Wow. Why did you hate it? It was terrible. <laughs> What was good about, about that. that movie? I actually really liked that movie. It's, what? Uh, yeah, what? It's a good movie. What did you it's like very about interesting. that movie? Um, I just thought it had really an interesting concept of like what the future will be like. And would you say, Steph, that that is the most overrated movie in your opinion? Is that well rated? It is well it rated. Is, yeah. What? I mean, I haven't seen the end. I don't know if they made it to the engine. <laughs> Or the water. I think it has a pretty for that. interesting monologue toward the end that really like surprised me. I wouldn't know. Uh, yeah, it was gruesome and boring. Gruesome and void. Oscillated between those two things. Would you classify it as overrated? Well, I didn't know that it was rated well. I would have thought it was rated terribly. <laughs> no, it's well loved. And okay. It? Yeah. Okay, I would. I would <laughs> okay. Say it's okay. You pushed. You pushed me to rate it, oh. and I will say it is overrated. I wonder if that brings us to the main topic of our well, podcast. I think it does. A beautiful transition. I hope uh, the listener was. was I would like to point oh. out that I almost, <laughs> okay. I almost found a way to win because that TV we were watching it on is hooked up to my roommate's phone with Chromecast. Yeah. So we almost went home and took over their screen, which I would have counted as a big win. Oh. Like, this is the one thing. But she was still watching the movie. She had oh, fallen asleep. Wow. And we texted her oh, and said, no. Kirsten, come home. We need you. We need your phone. <laughs> she didn't. Wow. If you would have she figured out the movie. If you could have figured out how to end the movie while you were sitting there or cause some sort of disturbance where the movie couldn't be finished. Yeah, that I would have won. That would have been the best of both worlds. Yeah. Shoot. I hope the the listener who emailed who texted that to me personally was pleased with that interaction. <laughs> <laughs> this week's topic mm -hmm. is we are going each going to go around and talk about two of the most overrated movies in our opinion yes. of all time. And one movie that is 
rated highly and is as good as rated. Just right. Meets the hype. Yes, absolutely. That if someone just gushed to you about, you'd be like, you're spot on. You're apps, yeah. Knocked it out of the park. Okay. All right. How sh- who should go first? Should we do one ar- going around and go like, you do one, I do that thing kind of yes. thing? Yes. Sure, I'll go first. Okay. Steph goes first. My most overrated, well, apparently, it's Snowpierce. Er. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my plan was to say The Ring. Really? Wow. <laughs> okay. Interesting. 2004? Three. Two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> 2002. Don't email in. We know it's 2002. Don't, don't tweet at us. Oh, God. Uh, T- tell us more about The Ring. How old were you when you first saw it? Uh, 28. Whoa. So like yeah, I two years ago? Yeah, I have seen it. I've been growing up hearing about it. This is why it was a hype movie. Yeah. I watched it, and I was like, oh, well, wasn't that scary? You weren't scared. I wasn't scared. I mean, it was a little bit, like, a little bit scary. I didn't enjoy it for that reason. Like, it wasn't a happy movie. That was one of the most upsetting movie experiences I've ever had. <laughs> now, I was, like, 14 when I saw it. But I still think it's one of the scariest times I had in a movie. I was, like, I was in my 20s, and I watched it by myself during the day, I should say. So, and I liked it. I was thought, like, it was pretty good for a horror movie like it had like the story was like pretty complete yeah and like the twist was decent yeah like the mechanics of the movie like were logical I guess yeah like there was a reason why she was coming back there was like in story logic that kind of held up pretty well that made the story interesting it wasn't just like this supernatural foe that could like bend all these rules uh huh well I'm sorry you didn't find it scary stuff I I don't know, I just was always told how scary it was, and it wasn't that scary. What was the, what part it wasn't of... my least favorite horror film I've ever seen. What part of it was let you down the most? I don't know. Was there any part where you were like, oh, I've heard about this scene. People always talk about this scene. Yeah, I mean, she crawls out of something, right? Yeah, the TV. And I heard that. Oh, yeah, the TV. You didn't think that was terrifying? I think I did jump. Did she just crawl up fast or something? I don't know. There's a part when one of the girls dies I early on in the clever. movie. And the detective later on, they're talking about how they found her in the closet. And there's like a shot of them opening the closet and she's just like in there with her face all screwed up. Yeah. That scared me so bad. That was that for part. years on, every time I went to reach to open the closet, I always thought of that part in the movie. <laughs> and now like I'm going it. to again. So thanks, Steph, for bringing that up. I had come to terms with that and I'd moved on. You had been able to you open closets and that is a controversial choice, Wow, Steph. Steph. People are going to tweet at you. I hope you're ready. Yeah. But not as much as they're going to tweet at Jason for his pick. Here we go. I'm throwing it back a couple of years. Oh, no. It's uh, 1939's Gone with the Wind. Wow. Get out of here, Gone with the Wind. <laughs> I thought you were the one that hated Gone with the Wind. No, I defend it. Oh. So does the world, and they shouldn't. I think Gone with the Wind is one of the most overrated movies I've ever seen. And I don't just dislike it for reasons you might think uh, a millennial would. It is long, but that doesn't really bother me. I think the character arcs and character motivations are stupid. Okay. And (laughs) so you have Scarlett O'Hara, and it's set in what? Antebellum South. Yes. The middle of the movie, right before the intermission, 
Her whole life's burned down. She's been a spoiled brat the whole time, a person of privilege, and like the war kind of rips through a bit, and she has to run around. the The first act, I guess, ends with her on this hill, saying like a voice of like defiance, like I'm gonna like make something of myself, and I'm gonna like be independent, and I'm gonna like rebuild after this. If I had to lie, steal, cheat, or kill, as God is my witness, I'll never be hungry again. And then the whole rest of the movie, she doesn't learn anything. She's still petulant, she's still spoiled, just a different kind of spoiled. And I think it really ruined what could have been a really interesting arc. You could argue that was the point, is to <laughs> undermine my expectation, but I also don't understand why Clark Gable's character, Rhett, has any interest in her because she is awful. She's so spoiled, she's so selfish, and there are clearly so many other people that would be more deserving of his attention and she's just awful to the guy she actually married. Can't remember his name, but I remember it was a female's name. Oh yeah, Julie. Okay. No, I don't remember. G G Can you remember it was a female's name? The character's name. I'm just trying to. Ashley is the one that I'm thinking of. She did not marry Ashley. But she, she. Oh no, you're right. Really it was want. Ashley. Yeah. Well, she didn't marry him. Okay. Her sister did, or she something married... like that. But Ashley loved her too. They all loved did this he? girl. Who... Kind of. I don't feel like he really did, and I. Kind of hated him. And then finally, after three and a half hours, Rhett finally just tells her to go to hell. You go. Where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Okay, so here's the thing. One of my first conversations I remember having with you ever <laughs> is about this movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> do you remember? I do. And In the kitchen? I thought, I thought we were driving to Maverick. <laughs> and you were ranting and raving about this movie. And I said... It's an allegory for the South. And you were like, what? And then you were like, but I still hate it. Well, that's because I do remember you saying that, but I feel like you didn't have anything more to say. Well, I I, you can give you like a whole, I mean, like, I don't have it on top of mind, but you can look up how oh, each character. I remember now. But you you sent me a bunch of links I did. in a chat, and I'm not going to read those. <laughs> if you can't succinctly make that in your <laughs> argument... You're no better than Facebook trolls. Whoa! Okay, fine. I will uh, confront you later today. <laughs> I will put Good, together. I, I can't my wait office. to be bombarded with links on no, Slack. She is the south. Like she is the south. Like very defiant. Like during that time period, they're all like representative of different things, like different ideas and different like regions or people or whatever. And so it's not like they are just. It's not like just a girl who's spoiled it's like she is supposed to represent a lot of ideas and history and that kind of thing and so that's why it is as beloved as it is and there are a lot of like film techniques and a lot of things they did sure that were groundbreaking there's, at the there's time there's a great like panning back shot of the whole like open field with all the extras ah. sure and I'm not gonna say that's why like you should like it because of that. Because yeah, Star Wars my, prequels were also pioneers. On my on my list, there are movies that are like you know technically pioneers in certain certain ways, but that I just didn't like them. But well, I'm I would be open would, to be swayed based on the arguments you're making versus the other arguments people usually make when I say that I don't like that movie and they go it's a classic. Oh, like okay, what do, what does that mean? Sure, but I mean being upset with character motivations. I think if you would just read those links I sent you, golly. Oh, look them up. <laughs> no, I will. 
I'll read them again, and then I will tell you to your face what they what they said. Thank you. Do a, a summary. But I think uh, it's interesting because people are like that. They don't learn. Yeah, I like guess she just learns to be spoiled in a new way. But I, whereas and I, that's basically she, what the point of the movie is. Is like, yeah, pre-Civil War, the South was like very pompous and like high and mighty and like they were very rich because of agriculture and this kind of thing and then after civil war you know it maybe could have been it's like okay we'll change we'll like and they did but they were still very much the same terrible <sighs> look you're making good points and i can't refute that <laughs> um, people if you'd only read the links you could maybe but i i still hate that movie that's fine i'm just kidding it's Maybe I don't hate it as much, okay. based on your it. arguments. I hated Fight Club, but I can acknowledge that it was an interesting movie. All right, you ready for mine? I'm ready. My first one that is overrated, Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. I came up on the list when I Googled overrated movies. Oh, really? I just looked at like top 100 and then went through and thought and looked at which ones I didn't really like. Huh. I just went with my heart. <laughs> a prompt for my heart. Yeah. I just need a little little help. Especially once when you put all just... time on there. It's intimidating because I think I'm just going to pick the most recent movie that I was like, huh. I just thought what, what movie wakes me up in a cold sweat wishing I could change <laughs> uh, it. No. Leave her, Rhett. <laughs> You could do so much more with your life. You're so attractive. Why are you wasting your time? He was kind of a piece of crap too, though. He wasn't like the best. Anyways, Titanic. What did you hate about it? I was a little young for when it first came out, so I didn't get caught up in all the hype. And when I did watch it, it just seemed like really corny. Like, um, and like the actors were great, but just the story just was kind of like blah, like kind of like bland. Like the love story was pretty, pretty uh, by the book, and then like the the boat was cool, but it was like it was just very much. It just seemed very formulaic, and I didn't understand why it was like so revered and stuff. I would say all the reasons it's revered are the things you don't like about it. That it's formulaic. I think people loved the very formulaic love story, which probably wasn't as formulaic at the time. Uh, maybe it was. But also just the the special effect of seeing the boat like that. I mean, the boat, I remember... And a love story to end all love stories. A love story for the ages. Yeah, I guess. I, um, I remember watching the end on TV one time and, like, even as a 10-year-old being like, why is he die? Like, why did he have to die? Like, she could have scooted <laughs> over a little bit. And, like, that's obviously been riffed on a bunch of times but also I do remember as the boat splits in half a guy like falls and gets nailed by the railing and spins into the ocean I remember that and too. I was like that like you know that got me it's one of the few things that stayed with me from that movie from seeing it as a, <laughs> as a young boy yeah. <laughs> yeah um so yeah I was just like and it has tied for the record for most Academy Awards won. And mm-hmm. a lot of those are technical ones, I sure. think. But uh, sure. it just uh, didn't do anything for me. You know, James Cameron has come out and said that the reason why he couldn't get on the, the door is because their combined weight would have brought it down. Would have sunk the door. But they could have taken turns. Oh. But then maybe they both would have just died. That's also true. I'm fine with him dying. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Like It's but, true. 
He could have, they could have found a better way to kill him. Do you think it's weird that she had this, like, week-long fling with this guy on the Titanic? She went and lived her rest of her life and got married and had kids and grandkids. And then when she eventually passes, what she then wakes up to is, her, like, her ascension to heaven at the very end. Do you remember this? Uh, They're going through the Titanic. It's all, like, run down. Then it's, like, very beautiful. And it's her entering this gala. And Jack is there waiting for her. Not her husband of the rest of her life. This guy that painted her nude for a week. That's who she who welcomes her into the afterlife. And I also don't like didn't like that she threw that jewel into the ocean. Have you seen the alternate ending? No. After this, I will send you a link to the alternate ending. It is I would show it to you on my phone, but I want you really need to like really just just immerse myself in it is the most bizarre. It's, it is mind-numbingly bad. Wow, I am very excited. I know. I want you to tell me when you're watching it because okay. I want to watch your An reaction to it. Alternate ending? Does Jack not die? No, an alternate ending to like the, her old woman storyline. Oh. It is so weird. <laughs> A lot of weird choices. Oh man, very excited. All right, let's keep this train rolling, okay. Steph. So far, um, we have two best picture winners in our list. Yes. I don't know if this is like all time, but. I was very disappointed in First Man. I don't know if it was like very highly rated because I feel like everyone I talked to was like, oh, yeah, it was hard to watch. I feel like you got, it, just it did pretty watch. well critically, didn't it? Um, it was fine, but it never got any awards love really. I and think people I think thought it was going there to. There was a ton of hype going into it. Yeah, there was. Which, can I just make a quick aside while we're talking about this? I watched Drive again recently uh-huh. and I'm convinced that movie only works because of Ryan Gosling. Yeah. That has good direction, but that is that it's is like, all style over substance. It is, yeah, the style has great style, and then his character, like, I don't know how many actors could pull that off of being, like, very quiet, but also, like, really charming, mm-hmm. and, like, you can just see kind of, like, the conflict in him, because the storyline is kind of meh, like, pretty standard, like, not a lot. Bare bones, even. There's yeah. not much to it. No. But he's great, and the style is cool. Well, it's just watching him drive around to a great soundtrack. Basically. That's, like, what the movie is. Basically. And I'm fine with it, but... Basically. It's also weird to see Oscar Isaac in that before I, I knew who know. he was. I know. And Brian Cranston. No, he... That was, like... Oh, well, that was peak... But I always forget that he's in... I just I forget who's in that movie. It's yeah. kind of weird. Carrie Mulligan. She hasn't been in anything in a while, but she's great. Oh, yeah. Anyways, First Man had a lot of hype. I was really excited because I like Damien Chazelle, who I did Whiplash and La La Land. And then I and think it he, was Gosling again. Like, yep. And, the Goose. And, a Renaissance man. And Claire Foy, who's great. Yeah. But it, I haven't seen it, but it, I guess it's just very boring and just kind of... You never did see it? Mm-mm, I haven't seen it. It's... Actually, the biggest problem I had with it was there was so much shaky cam in it and handheld cam that really, it really distracted me. Like, it was very distracting. Hold still. The actual taking off and landing on the moon sequence is actually really good, wouldn't you say, Steph? Yeah. All that was good, but... (laughs) Are you going to see it? Can I say stuff that... About the moon landing? (laughs) You can't. (laughs) You can't. No, when the the other guy dies... We made it. Oh, yeah. When the... The simulator thing blows that up. That part's great. Because I was just like, holy crap. Yeah. Should... Like, I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I mean, um, I, it seems like classic 
thing where a director is just given too much free reign and he gets overly ambitious and like makes a lot of style choices without focusing on substance kind of thing. Honestly, if it hadn't been, if it had been a steadier camera, I probably would have liked it so much more. That's uh, how it I was. Could also, because sometimes I had to close my eyes because I was like, enough of this. I was just like, it was it taking me so out long. of it. I was like, why did they, why did he film it like this? Do you, uh, Chris, this is a question for you. Do you think this film would have uh, garnered more critical acclaim and Academy Award attention if Jared Leto had starred in it? Undoubtedly. <laughs> uh, for our listener at home, just the one, uh, Chris thinks that Jared Leto is a Renaissance man and a much better in every style no, of no, performance no. arts, singing, no, acting, no. Uh, dancing, probably, <laughs> probably, than Ryan Gosling the Goose. <laughs> we don't have time. We will dedicate an episode to this. <laughs> But I, I will just love say, love that. I will just An say, I would just say, the goose that against the Joker. Most of our coworkers agreed with me. Oh, do you trust most of our coworkers? <laughs> no opinions on film. <laughs> I do not. Okay, but this is much is. bigger. This is much bigger than film. Oh, all right. Anyway. All right, Jason, you're up next. All right. Um, my second most overrated movie of all time is a movie called Brazil. Oh, really? Have you ever seen it? I haven't. I know what it is, but... Yeah. It's a 1985 movie by um, Terry Gilliam. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of one of those dystopian future kind of ideas. It has like, a lot of influence from like, 1984, stuff like that. I just hated every part of it. Every, <laughs> the whole time I was watching it, I don't like Terry Gilliam movies. There's like a sense of like chaos in his world that I find unnerving and really like puts me out. And like... It's too stylized. Uh, and Brazil, and I, I know, I'm sure this was very intentional, but everything, the sets looked very, very set-like. And I, that was probably to, like, make things, they seem fake, and the materialism. But a lot of, like, the camera work, like, the zooming, like, the very stylized zooming in, I just hated it. Every stylistic choice of it just drove me insane, but it is revered as one of, like, the best movies ever. And I think it shouldn't be. And I, I don't care much for Terry Gilliam's work outside of all the Monty Python stuff that he did, which is fantastic. <laughs> An important footnote at the yeah. end of the rant. But I feel the same about, like, 12 Monkeys, which he also did. Uh, but I, I feel like Brazil is, like, his masterpiece, people would say. Yeah. I mean, I thought 12 Monkeys was okay. I've never seen Brazil, even partially, so I don't have an opinion, so. I'd be curious if you watched it, if you, it would, like, irk you or, I like, probably would not like it. I don't usually like movies like that that are just kind of chaos. Yeah, it it looks the closest I could stylistically remind me of was like the Schumacher like Batman's. Oh, where like everything feels really fake and like rubber and like yeah. the people are like heightened versions of like human beings. It's weird. I don't like it. I, I, I there it is. I don't like it. The most damning comparison of all, the Joel <laughs> Schumacher Batman's. <laughs> I maintain that. Batman and Robin, if you're watching that as an as if it was an intended parody of superhero movies, it works actually really well as a comedy. <laughs> Something to think about. Uh, Alright, my next one is Annie Hall. Get- Woody Allen. Wow! <laughs> yes. Alright. I do not like that movie. I've I've liked maybe one Woody Allen movie in my life. <laughs> Midnight in Paris. I like that movie. But how many have you seen? Um, like, maybe three or okay, four. Okay. But I watched 
half of Annie Hall, <laughs> and I couldn't do it. He is so annoying. His character is just like the worst. I hate him. He's just like in the movie or like in, in all the of movie. His movies? In okay. the movie, Annie Hall, and she's like great, and um, and it's he's just like so pathetic. And I like I get that's the point, kind of, but. I was just like, I cannot root for this guy at all. He is so annoying. I don't know why people hang out with him. Like, I just, like, hate cynicism, like, at, at, at that scale. And uh-huh. he was just, like, that was what he was the whole movie. It was just, like, this angry, like, oh, life's so hard for me and, like, oh, everyone hates me kind of thing. And I was just like, this is, yeah, well. In a lot of his, it was still wasn't, hadn't gotten this bad in the 70s, but in his, some of his later movies, like, in the 80s and 90s and on, a lot of his characters that he'll play a lot of them are like coastal elites that like are complaining about like the triviality of life in such like an out of touch way and they're so like precocious yes and grating to be around characters like that <sighs> yes I I haven't seen any hall for a little bit but I feel like I really liked it <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's been a while for me too but I just like just it left such a bad taste in my mouth that was recently too wasn't it is just a few years ago oh okay yeah it's been a little while but i've seen it like on amazon prime or whatever and i've been like should i give this another chance but like i was it wasn't like i was just passively watching it the first time i was like Like, all right this is an all-time all-time classic here we go beat out star wars for best picture let's see what the whole thing's about and i was like this is insufferable i cannot just i cannot spend any more time with this person (laughs) (laughs) all right steph your rated movie yeah that lived up to the hype yes i have three okay i'll do one okay (laughs) (laughs) the dark knight so what are you proposing it's simple kill the batman Here's my card. Oh. I took it from you. No, you, you didn't. No, night? you didn't. Oh. Yeah. That is Jason's. I thought about that one, though. Classic always uh, brings that up. I love that movie so much. <laughs> Steph, tell us about I it. I thought I was going to steal it from you. It was the first movie I saw as a midnight movie on the day it came out. Okay. And I, had, I, did, I hadn't seen the first one. So I watched you part kind, of that. You, you kind know. of, you just need to know who Batman is, really. Yeah, I didn't. I watched part of it in the line as we were going <laughs> to go in. Okay. This was before his signed seats. Wow. And I remember those days. Lawless yeah, time. So we sat in the line and... <laughs> <laughs> Wild West. It, yeah. it lived up to the hype. Wow. I remember walking out of the theater just being like, whoa. That movie had so much hype going into it. Not only was it like the Nolan sequel to Batman Begins, which people really liked, right? Yeah. But you also are coming off of like Heath Ledger's death. So there's this weird mystery it surrounding it. It came out it. after he died? He died in January of that year and it came out in July. Because there was a lot of questions of like, well, did he finish all of his filming? Like, there was six months prior for people to be like, this is going to be Heath Ledger's last full performance. So there was, going into it, there was so much that it had to like do. And it, was it did it? It really. I, re- I I completely agree. I love that movie so much. <laughs> Just sitting there, I was like, "This is everything I wanted," and it didn't like biff the landing. It like stayed strong the whole movie. Yeah, and it's just fantastic. I think like 
I would like it just stands as its own movie too. Like kind of if you move away the first and the third one from it, it's just such a great complete film. Which is something else I really liked about it. I remember Christopher Nolan being interviewed at the time about if he had left any Easter eggs or set up things up or if it was gonna end on a cliffhanger to set up like a third one. And he was just like, No, like I made this movie. Like I made a complete movie. If we come back in a couple years and have an idea for a third one, I'll do that. But this is gonna be its own movie. Always respected him oh, so much. Wow. He won my respect. <laughs> Not an easy thing to win. <laughs> I'll tell you. I feel the same. It's fantastic. Kyle, I don't know anybody who doesn't like it. I know a couple people who claim really? that it's too dark. Uh, say oh, more dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we yeah. don't need to listen to them. Well, those people are idiots. It's the dark night. If it wasn't dark, I would be like... I could say seeing intense. It is intense and kind of like non-stop, which is what's great about it. Also, that pencil trick. When that happened, I knew we were in for like a wild ride. <laughs> I love that movie so much. All right. My movie that I feel like lives up to the hype is The Matrix. Whoa. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Have you seen The Matrix, Steph? No, I haven't. Well, um, it is fantastic, and I also love that movie. I rewatched it recently, because it, it came out 20 years ago. It is great. I even, um, I had a friend that was really into movies, and she'd never seen The Matrix, and I was, this is like a couple years ago, and I, was, I wanted to show it to her to see if, did I just only like it because I grew up watching it and it was really mind-blowing at the time, the ideas, like, would those ideas... After all those ideas have kind of seeped in the rest of, like, pop culture and sci-fi since then, would I still, like... Would she still be like, wow, that was incredible? And she did. She thought it was awesome. Yeah. That movie is, like, the perfect blend of, like, style and substance. I exactly. Think. Like, the style of that movie is so cool. Like, everybody... Like, it really is, like, its own world and it feels like its own world yeah the rules are like pretty tight in it too yeah mm -hmm. which helps like define stakes for the action sequences yeah and there's enough time like you said there's enough time given to like the philosophy and like plot of the movie that when you hit into the style part just the action you can just like get it running and like you can just it's just all execution for yep. the last hour of the movie and it's fantastic yeah it was also made at a time when they hadn't really leaned so far into what CGI could do. So a lot of it was still filmed with like composite shots. Even like the shakiest computer effects in it are like wonky looking composite shots, but not like CGI characters, which is what the Matrix sequels really like failed in. Yeah. And so it, like, it, like even the effects hold up and it was the first one to really pioneer bullet time, although technically some music videos did before it came uh, out. Okay. But bullet time stuff is this idea, I'm sure you've seen it everywhere. Well, i played video games. Yeah, where like you shoot a bullet and it slows down and the camera like zooms around a person. Do you remember do you remember seeing so many things make fun of that? Yeah. Also, I feel like it was so influential too. It's like style. Everything for the next like six years, everyone was wearing like black and leather. All the X-Men or the X-Men films are all in leather. I, as all, everyone's just trying to ape the Matrix. Yep. Well, and so I think those two movies point to like a principle that I think makes a great action movie is having your bad guy just feel so like overwhelming. Yeah. Just like, how are we going to beat this guy? <laughs> like, you know, you've got the Joker who's always like two steps ahead and is always a, like such a great job of 
you just feeling like powers like what can we do to this guy well and even like about? what you do to some other villains like we'll just kill him or stop him but like usually killing the joker would further his ultimate goal right which is like eroding the soul yes exactly like, it's like how do you stop a villain like that right and it's fantastic then you get you know agent smith in the matrix and they're it's everywhere. like they're just they're just faster it's and like better paranoia and like, Mm-hmm. That and sequence like, where he's like jumping from body to body, he's like chasing after him. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, and then when he like finally beats him in the subway, like he like fights him for real and like like kind of wins. Um, like you just like feel it so much. Yeah. Like those like you're saying that last hour when he's like like it's just like one thing after another where he's just getting better and better and better. And like like they do all these great like homages to like great like westerns and samurai films like what the best of Tarantino movies do where you can see the he like does the homages so plainly that I I don't know, it's just it it's cribbing from all these things and makes this like really great product that is one of the best movies of like <sighs> the century. So good. Yeah, so yeah good. and it holds up still. Like Yeah, it's, yeah, it's still fantastic. 20 years old, but All right, now it's my turn. Yes. Take us away, Chris. My rated film. Uh huh. Hmm. I've got two. Chris. I'm going to say. I'm going to say Schindler's List. They say your factory is a haven. They say you are good. Who says that? Everyone. All you have to do is tell me what it's worth to you. What's a person worth? No, 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 no. What's one worth to you? So. I like sad movies <laughs> and not like weepy like Hallmark sad movies like I feel like if you can really hit like the melancholy and uh, like just like the gut-wrenching pain of in a movie like that's hard to do without like doing it too much or not going far enough and I feel like in Schindler's List you have like the perfect uh, hero in like this kind of complicated guy Oscar Schindler but then also he just shows like the pain and suffering of these people in like such a real and like visceral way that I don't know it's just a really like powerful movie and for me like some people like can't watch it or like don't want to watch it again but like I will rewatch that movie just because it's so good that is that movie is wonderful. Also, a fantastic villain, Ray Fiennes. Yep. Nazi, like general commander. I don't know what, what yeah. he is, but yep. God, he is awful. Like that movie, I put off watching it for so long because I, it was long, and I knew it would kind of like just be such like so hard to watch. Yeah. But I feel the same way. Like, I think that one almost is like should be like mandatory viewing. Yeah. <laughs> for yes. For people. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we've talked about this before, but, like, it probably is the most important movie, just as far as, like, yeah, from from that thing, like, you should watch this. Like, people should should watch that movie. It, like, so perfectly shows, like, the depravity of what humans can do, but also, like, the hope that other humans can do against right. it. It mm-hmm. just, like, encapsulates, like, the human experience in such a great way of something that was so near to us, like time-wise like right. the 40s 30s didn't happen that long ago like yeah that movie oh it just guts you yeah it's so good have you seen it steph i haven't you've got to it's wow fa- it is it's fantastic and its soundtrack is really great yeah, too john williams awesome. so good i love john williams all right so now let's quickly go around 
I don't know about you guys, if you also had other movies on your list. I had a couple, yeah. That, so let's just name them. Okay. Okay? So let's do the overrated first. Okay. I couldn't think of any overrated ones. I also had North by Northwest. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, I, and I, 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 don't know. I agree. I agree. I also had Airplane. Oh! <laughs> I have things to say, but for the sake of time, I will not. Um, I cut down my list quite. A, oh, go. Sorry, Steph. We're going in order. Go ahead. Did you have any other ones? No. I had a couple. I like. I'd also put maybe Fight Club. I also had Boyhood. Oh yeah. Yeah. I. I kind of had really settled in on Gone with the Wind in Brazil pretty early. Okay. All right, and now our rated ones. Mm-hmm. I also had Chinatown. Oh. And Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <sighs> I need to rewatch it. Yes, <laughs> you yes, do. For your sake. You do. I also had The Dark Knight. Um, I had Memento. Oh, yeah. And Casablanca. Oh, yeah. Oh, those are good was, ones. Yeah. That's that's good one. I can't believe how well that holds up. After, it's crazy. What, like almost yeah. 80 years? Yeah. Man, that movie's so good. Jojo Rabbit. Oh. I liked a lot. I yeah. didn't pick that one because I think I maybe will forget about it in a, a while. And recency it bias? One. Yeah. Recency bias. But, I mean, it held up to the hype very very well. Yeah. I was told it was very, very good and I came out very pleased. And what was your other one? Do you remember? What's the one with the time and the dreams? Inception. Oh! Inception. I actually kind of thought about that one too. Inception. That is also a fantastic movie. Yeah. I remember walking out of the theater after and just being like, that also does something well that The Matrix did, which was setting up the rules and yes. like the plot of the story. So then once you get to the last sequence, you can just like there's, you don't need to explain what's happening. You've over-explained almost. And now you can just execute the action. And it's just so... That also has such a great final couple minutes yeah. of him coming through and like going through the airport and the Hans Zimmer scores yeah. just yeah. continues to swell. Yeah. Man, movies are great. <laughs> movies. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pictures. <laughs> All right, well, this has been Movies for Lunch. Thank you, Chris. Uh, you can catch us at... Uh, actually, I don't know if I've set up an email. Uh, any listeners should either tweet at us or text Steph directly. Any questions, um, topic suggestions, you know who you are. And that's it. Chris has to make a five-point turn to get into this parking spot. It's a small spot. You technically upgraded your parking spot. You're too I closer did. than from when we left. Alright, bye everyone. Bye. Say bye stuff. Bye. Bye clunky. I have other sunglasses. Do you guys want to wear? I do actually. Oh, okay. Uh, you do? No, no. You're you up front. So I might have more in the glove box. You, no, you go ahead. I think I have Geico sunglasses in there. Do I? Maybe under here. I don't know why I don't wear sunglasses. Nope. I just have these motion sick glasses. Oh, perfect.